Man, you guys make it so a guy doesn't want to leave very often. I'm telling you. I, uh, I, I had a, a wonderful trip to Israel. Okay, so I was gone for two weeks. <clears throat> it's great to be back with you guys. I know that a lot of people ask, Pastor Sheldon, are you going to share all of the things that you experienced in Israel? And that would take a, a long, long time. And um, I, I, I couldn't possibly take all the time in order for us to do all of the things in the places that I went to. But um, we are actually talking about as uh, eight pastors from our community got together, we actually have begun to formulate and, and talk about the possibility of maybe coming together on a Sunday night of some form and share from many of the pastors uh, from the community and invite the entire community to come together and gather together as a group so that we could talk about how God impacted Watford City. That was wonderful. Um, Guys, I experienced some incredible things in Israel. Uh, There were things that God did in my heart. There are still things, I believe, seeds were planted in in my heart that I'm not even aware of yet uh, that will come to fruition in time. But... um, I do want to, I would encourage everyone in the room, if you ever have the opportunity to travel to the Holy Land, to go and experience it for yourself, I would encourage you to go at least one time in your lifetime. It's a powerful place. But I also do want to share with you guys that I'm really so glad that I don't have to travel 30 hours to experience the presence of God. That I know that God is here in a powerful way. I said to one of the guys as we sat at the foot of the cross, the place where they've actually built it, erected a church over the place where they believe that Jesus died on Calvary. And I knelt down and there was this hole. And in the hole there was the rock that was at the foot of the cross, they believe. We don't know exactly the sites. But I reached my arm down into that hole and I touched the very rock. And after the whole experience, we were walking down a corridor in the church and a friend of mine, I said to him, I said, you know, it's interesting It's almost as if I had been there before, because I have. I never traveled to Israel, but I've been at the foot of the cross, and my experience of Jesus Christ is as real to me in America as it is thousands of miles away. There's an old hymn that I remember. It says, He lives, He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. And the closing line of that, You ask me how I know He lives. He lives within my heart. So guys, I have news for you. The story that uh, you have heard for uh, many, many years is true. I was at the tomb. It is indeed empty. Jesus is alive. I want to share with you guys a a message this morning, and actually more than a, a sermon or a message I want to share with you guys an opportunity that we have as Watford City Assembly of God to impact our community in a powerful way. I want to share with you guys uh, about leadership this morning. Oh, there's my whiteboard. I was looking for that. I want to share with you guys about leadership today. And our American concept of leadership is very top-down. It looks something like this. The leaders here... And all of the other people are down here. And the leader is the guy who's in charge. He's the guy that tells everybody what to do and how to do it. 
And this is the leader in our American culture. The leader here, he's the one that everyone answers to. He's the one that calls all the shots. He's the one that is ultimately in charge of everything. But this isn't just an American concept. It's actually a human concept. It's a human concept of leadership that goes top down. But Jesus taught a leadership style that was very different and drastically different, in fact. All of the lessons that Jesus tried to teach his disciples, of all of them, servant leadership seemed to be the most foreign to the disciples. They just couldn't grasp the concept. Guys, I want to take a look at a few passages. So if you take your Bibles and turn with me this morning to Mark chapter 9. We're going to be in the Gospel of Mark and also in the Gospel of Luke. So if you would open your Bibles to Mark chapter 9. I want to talk about quite a few of the times where Jesus tried to navigate through his disciples through this top-down leadership model and trying to explain to them that that's not the way the kingdom of God works. So in Mark chapter 9, verses 33 and 35, through 35, it says this. After they arrived, arrived at Capernaum and settled in a house, Jesus asked his disciples, What were you discussing out on the road? But they didn't answer because they had been arguing about which one of them was the greatest. He sat down and called the twelve disciples over to him and he said, Whoever wants to be first must take last place and be the servant of everyone else. They didn't want to admit as they walked on the road that they were actually talking about who was supposed to be the greatest. Who was the person that actually filled the circle at the top of the triangle? Jesus sits down with them and explains that true leadership is about serving others rather than climbing somewhere to the top of a pyramid. A chapter later in Mark chapter 10, if you'd flip over a page or two pages in your Bible, in Mark chapter 10, Jesus has another interaction when James and John are wanting to be his right and left-hand man in the kingdom of God. And then uh, the disciples find out in verse 41. So we'll read on in that in Mark 10, 41. It says, When the ten other disciples heard that James and John had asked what they had asked, they were indignant. So Jesus called them together and he said, You know the rulers of this world lord it over their people. And the officials flaunt their authority over those who are under them. But among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be the leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. All of the other disciples are mad. And, but why were they mad? It was because they thought that someone else was actually going to get to the top of the pinnacle before they did. That's what they were mad about. They were mad. They thought maybe someone was going to get a head start somehow. And Jesus explains, listen, guys... People, you shouldn't use the triangle so you can lord over people. Don't flaunt your authority. Don't go on this big power trip. But among you, it's going to be different. You see, the triangle in the kingdom of God looks a lot different than the rest of the world. 
If you want to lead, you have to serve. If you want to be first, you have to be the slave to everyone else. Jesus said, I came not to be served by everyone, but actually to serve and ultimately give my life as a ransom for many. If you could flip over to Luke chapter 22. Starting at verse 24. Luke 22, starting at verse 24, says this. Then they began to argue among themselves about who would be the greatest among them. Jesus told them, In this world, kings and great men lord it over the people, yet they are called friends of the people. But among you, it will be different. Those who are the greatest among you should take the lowest rank. And the leader should be like a servant. And who is more important, the one who sits at the table or the one who serves? The one who sits at the table, of course, but not here. For I am among you as one who serves. Jesus says, guys, in the kingdom of God, leadership is different. The greatest person takes the lowest rank. Jesus served as he was giving them this example. In fact, if you look at the context of this story, and I encourage you guys as we preach, always look at the context of what's going on. What's the context of this story? Can someone look in their Bibles and tell me what's going on previous to this? Where are they at? The Last Supper. The Last Supper. The last time that Jesus will give instruction and clarification to his disciples. One of the most powerful moments of his entire ministry with his disciples. And he says, guys, I'm going to the cross. If you remember one thing, this is very, very, very important. That leadership isn't the way that you think and the rest of the world has designed it. It doesn't look like this. It's different. Jesus shares with his disciples it's probably one of the most important concepts that Jesus shares with them and also with, for the future of the church. Richard Foster wrote a, a section, I want to read it to you from his book, A Celebration of Discipline. He writes about this Last Supper situation here. When Jesus gathered his disciples for the Last Supper, they were having trouble, or they were having trouble over who was the greatest. This was no new issue for them. And an argument arose among them from which who was the greatest, Luke 9:46. Whenever there is trouble over who is the greatest, there is trouble over who is the least. That was the crux of the matter, and the crux of the matter for us, isn't it? Most of us know we will never be the greatest. We just don't want to be the least. Gathered at the Passover feast, the disciples were keenly aware that someone needed to wash the other's feet. The problem was that the only person who washed feet was the, were the least. So there they sat, feet caked with mud and dirt. It was such a sore point, they didn't even want to talk about it. No one wanted to be considered the least. Then Jesus took a towel and a basin and so redefined greatness. Jesus was explaining to his disciples 
He says, guys, you think that leadership looks like this, but the reality of it is, is in the kingdom of God, this is what leadership looks like. It's actually someone that's willing to sacrifice and lay down their lives for the good of others. It's the fact that this room is actually full of leaders. When you think of yourself as insignificant and really it's not that big of a deal, the reality of it is is there are many people that you are, you are being the inverted leader of what the rest of the world would look at and say, that's not much of a leader. Jesus is actually saying this is actually the truest definition of a leader. He tried to express this to his disciples in such a clear and concise way so that they could understand because it was going to be absolutely and vitally important for them as they continued with the church. Guys, I want to talk to you for a moment about an opportunity that we have to pour into the lives of leaders here at Watford City Assembly of God. Guys, our church and our community has been through a lot in the last five years. We have seen massive influx of people. We have seen infrastructures that have been overwhelmed. We've watched our community grow and blossom. And I just want to go on record this morning to say that I believe that the leaders of our region and our community have done an absolutely fabulous job getting us to the place that we are at today. You see, guys, I, uh, I've watched as people have volunteered. I've watched as the volunteer fire department years ago when they would get one or two calls a month or something like that, got to the place where the volunteer was leaving work every single day to go and rescue someone from a car accident or from a, a, a disparate situation and watched people sacrifice in great and powerful ways. I've watched volunteers put in more hours than an average man puts in at a regular job to watch our community succeed. And they volunteer all of those things. I've seen these things behind the scenes. I've watched as people have gathered together when there are great struggles throughout our community. Guys, we have walked through a difficult, difficult time as a community, and I believe that we have walked out by the grace of God, better on the backside than we ever were at the beginning. It's only by the grace of God and people that were willing to sacrifice and show true servant leadership. You know, guys, but now as our community catches our breath, the question is, what can we do to help our community continue to move forward? And I believe that it's found that in the fact that if Watford City Assembly of God could become a catalyst in our community, and that we could infuse biblical principles in the leaders of today and tomorrow in our community? What if we could influence and impact people powerfully and helping these leaders in our region? Why couldn't we help our community by helping leaders get better? Wouldn't Watford City win if leaders got better? Wouldn't our schools get better if leaders got better? Wouldn't our workplaces win if leaders got better? Wouldn't our city and our county and our region win 
if leaders were to get better? We have an incredible opportunity here at Wofford City Assembly of God. And to some of you, you're going to think that this sounds a little bit like a commercial this morning, that I'm trying to sell you something. But the reality of it is, is I feel like this is absolutely imperative to our, our community moving forward at the rate that God wants it to go. And I believe that the people that sit in this room can be the influencers of the future of our community. And that's why I'm talking to you about this. We have an incredible opportunity to lead our community by serving them. And our church this fall on August 11th and 12th is going to be hosting one of the highest class leadership events in the world. Um, It is called the Global Leadership Summit. And it's going to be hosted, and we're going to do it via simulcast on the screen here in this room. We have an auditorium of about 400 seats. This simulcast of the greatest leadership uh, summit in the world will go to over 300,000 leaders. And it will be at over 675 sites in 125 different countries. And it is going to be translated into 59 different languages. And all of these people that will come that day will come together to grow in their leadership, to become more effective leaders, and to learn and improve as leaders. And guys, this there are going to be secular speakers that will be sharing at this event, but there will also be Christian leaders that will be sharing as well, that will share biblical principles of the life of the greatest leader of all time, Jesus Christ. And so, guys, I believe that if we were to look back after this event and we continue, we believe that we're just getting into this, that we could continue to host this for many years. Guys, I believe that we'll look back 20 years from now and go, this was one of the greatest moves that Watford City made. And Watford City Assembly of God served their community in a powerful way so that leaders could get better. So, guys, I want to encourage you, and we're going to be hosting the Global Leadership Summit and uh, it's on August 11th and 12th. And if you have that little sheet of paper that was sitting on your seat, this is all of the information about the Global Leadership Summit. The cost for the two-day event is $189. I know that sounds like a lot, but I want you to understand that the quality of the leaders that, that come to the Global Leadership Summit and share, if one of them were to come to Watford City just for a two-day event like this, it would cost thousands and thousands of dollars. One of the speakers this year is Patrick Lincioni. Patrick Lincioni is the top, one of the top five leadership coaches for, for um, Fortune 500 businesses. He is the top five coaches in the world, and he'll be sharing. And he's a, he is a born-again Catholic gentleman, and he, he's powerful, powerful. Um, so, guys, I just want to share with you, it's $189 for anyone in our community, in our region, to come to this event. Um, But if you are sitting in this room and uh, you are a part of Watford City Assembly of God and you come here on Sunday mornings, you get a discount, a significant discount. In fact, you get $100 off. So it pays to to host the event. But it will will take some help from us as as a congregation and a lot of the staff and the different people. There is a priority code. Uh, It says Premier 16. If you are wanting to sign up for the Global Leadership Summit. And so, guys, um, we're going to be organizing. These are all of the speakers that are going to be here this year. And on the back, uh, this is some information. So I'd encourage you, if you're interested, if you're a leader 
or young people, if you're looking at being a leader in the future, I'd encourage you to start now and begin uh, with the Global Leadership Summit. I want to show you guys one quick video and share one more passage of Scripture this morning. And uh, so this is just a snapshot of what it might be like for the Global Leadership Summit. Leadership is hard work. If you aren't actively cultivating yourself as a leader, chances are you're losing ground. You may not even be aware of it, but the people around you can feel it, and your team can feel it as well. Your leadership cannot stay here. You've got to move yourself toward there. Several years back, I found myself in a leadership slump. Slumps happen, you know. Managers get into slumps. Teams get into slumps. Leaders get into slumps, too. And I was in a slump. And it took intentionality on my part to move myself out of the slump into a better place. That's why my team and I make it a priority every year to be actively engaged with the Global Leadership Summit. For those of you who are unfamiliar, the summit is a two-day infusion of vision, inspiration, and practical skills so that you can take your leadership from here to there. I'm very excited about the diverse faculty joining us at this year's summit. They bring a blend of high challenge ideas and fresh perspectives that will invigorate your leadership and provide tools that you can immediately apply. You'll learn how to be selective in executing the ideas that matter most. Identify key ingredients of successful turnarounds, instill and reward virtues that accelerate teamwork, navigate cultural differences using the most effective methods possible, harness the power of emotional intelligence, and build cultures that value efficiency and effectiveness. The full lineup for our 2016 summit includes Melinda Gates, Alan Mullally, Bishop T.D. Jakes, Horst Schulze, Dr. Travis Bradbury, Aaron Meyer, Wilfredo De Jesus, Patrick Lencioni, Chris McChesney, Danielle Strickland, Jossie Chaco, John Maxwell, and myself. Everyone wins when a leader gets better. But what about when an entire team gets better? Independent research shows that 83% of leaders who attend consecutive years of the summit experience improved teamwork, increased job satisfaction, and greater productivity. Do whatever it takes to bring your entire team to the summit. And when you do, you'll find it has an exponential effect on your entire organization, and you'll become more effective as a leader taking your organization from here to there. See you at the summit. Now, some people would say, Pastor Sheldon, the church has no business being involved in all of this kind of stuff. I would disagree. I feel as though if we are going to make the impact necessary to see people's lives changed and transformed, that we as church people, we as the the body of Christ, should be actively involved in the transformation process of our communities. Church is not about being within the four walls of a building. It's about impacting people's lives out there. And that's why we do what we do. So guys, I just want to share with you about, in in Romans chapter 12, there's one passage of scripture that's really impacted my life personally. In Romans chapter 12, it says this. It says, if your gift is encouraging others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If it is given, if God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. If you have a gift showing kindness to others, do it gladly. 
God impacted my life many years ago when I sat praying to God and said, Lord, I'm not a very good pastor. I really don't fit the mold of a pastor. I'm just not very good at babysitting. I know that's hard for me to admit up here. God, I just don't have the shepherd's heart that is necessary that they taught me in Bible college. And God directed me to the scripture in Romans chapter 12, verse 8. And he said, Sheldon, I've given you the gift of leadership. And the NIV says, lead diligently. He said, I never called you to be a pastor. I called you to lead. I said, okay, God, that's not going to go over very well for everybody else. But I'll do it. I'll lead diligently. Guys, I've been to the Global Leadership Summit for many years and has impacted my life and my ministry in powerful ways. Been there for probably about seven years. There was a young couple in this congregation that took a chance on a young leader, probably because they saw he needed it more than anyone else. But they said, you know what, Pastor Sheldon, if you'll come to this Global Leadership Summit, we'll pay your way and we'll... Uh, We'll take care of all of the things necessary in order for you to become a better leader. And there is nothing that has impacted my leadership more to this day than what Gary and Cheryl Brown did for me on that day. So guys, I just want you to understand that there are a lot of things that God has done in my life over the years, and you have seen it. Many of you have watched me grow up as a young pastor that didn't have a clue what he was doing. But I was committed to what God wanted to do in this community and in this church. And I was willing to be the best leader that God had called me to be. And I tried to grow and I tried to get better. And you know what? I made a lot of mistakes. I took a lot of fails as I talked to my staff about. But we continued to move forward and believe what God wanted to do in and through. I just wanted to share with you guys for just a moment some of the things that God did in my life through the Global Leadership Summit. One of the things that he did was he helped me in the area of vision. And what that was, he helped me to learn to be a better vision caster so that we as a congregation could all get together heading in the right direction. And I learned a lot of those techniques and things from the Global Leadership Summit that benefited us here as a church. I learned about strategy and how important strategy is in implementing vision because vision apart from strategy, you get nowhere. It's just a bunch of dreams. But the, the implication of the strategy of step-by-step step, every day, what do you do in order to accomplish the ultimate dream or the vision that God has called you to? I learned about team building. It helped me understand the meshing of the wonderful gifts that God has given every individual in this room and how God meshes the gifts of a wonderful staff and a wonderful volunteer team that we have here at the church. Every person doing something different, intricately working like a wonderful, well-oiled machine that God wanted. I learned about how important team building was. And then ultimately for personal growth, it challenged me not to just coast in my giftings, not to say thank you God and then hold on to my giftings and just say okay, that's all. But I, but I actually began to understand that the giftings were just a start to what God was doing in my life. And that if I was going to be a, an incredible leader that God wanted me to be and ultimately I was going to have to take an active role in that and I was going to have to grow and going to have to continue to improve and so guys as we close this morning I want to share with you for just a minute what, what I'm asking you to do ultimately I'm asking you that if you're a leader in this room and a leader could be defined simply as anyone that is willing to serve in this capacity 
It could be a stay-at-home mom that is willing to serve her family well and serve the, the peer group around her. But I want you guys to understand that this morning what I'm asking of you is I would encourage you that if you are a leader in this room, I believe that God wants you to lead diligently. I believe he wants you to be the best leader that you possibly can be in order to serve others powerfully. And so, guys, I would encourage you that if you are a leader in this community, if you know other leaders in this community, it is open to the entire uh, public. It is open to everyone. Um, So I would encourage you, begin to talk around our community about the Global Leadership Summit and encourage people to come and, and be influenced. Because, guys, I believe that Watford City wins when leaders get better. And so, I know it sounds like a commercial this morning, but in Romans chapter 12, the spiritual gifts that are given are from the Holy Spirit. And leaders are not self-appointed. They're called by God. Every leader in our community in this region, they're called by Almighty God. They're set aside and they're equipped by God to do the job that they are supposed to do. So guys, I believe that our church has been called to serve this community, to help leaders grow in our community, to see the blessing of God continue to be poured out. This is an amazing opportunity to show the love of Jesus Christ to our leaders and to those in our community that have influence to see transformation. The last thing I want to share as I'm tying up is you may be in this room this morning And you think, you know what, Pastor Sheldon, you missed the boat on me today. I'm not a leader. I'm not one of those people. But you feel like God is tugging at your heart, that someday God is going to use you in a powerful way. I want you to understand that many times we aren't ready for the moments that God pushes us into leadership. We're thrust into leadership without even realizing it. There's a young man in the Bible. His name was Joshua. He followed the greatest leader on the face of the planet up to that time. The man's name was Moses. Joshua was sitting in the presence of God, and Moses had died. And they didn't know what they were going to do. And Joshua looked around, and he was saying, Okay, God, what do we do? The children of Israel, we're sitting at the edge of the promised land. We know what our future is. We know what you want us to do. But he says, What are we going to do? And God said, You know what, Joshua? My servant Moses is dead. He basically said, it's your turn. And Joshua is thrust into a place of uncomfortability in that moment. But this is what God told him. As he wasn't sure whether he could actually do it or not, and I believe that there are people in this room that you go, man, I'm not really sure. I believe that there will be a day when you'll be thrust into leadership, and you're sitting there going, man, God, I just don't know if I can do this. But the bottom line is this is what God told Joshua in that moment. He said, be strong, and courageous for the Lord your God is with you be strong and courageous for the Lord your God is with you guys I believe that as we lead in this community and you know what as we fan out across this great nation I believe that God wants to use leaders from this room and from our community to impact our entire nation and even the globe And I know that sometimes we're going to swallow hard and wonder if we can actually do it. I just want to reiterate that in your heart. Along with that fear and trepidation of wondering if you can actually do it, I believe there's also another voice that says, be strong and courageous, for the Lord your God is with you.
Let's pray this morning. Father, I do thank you for the opportunity that we have to impact our community, impact our region, impact our country, and impact the globe. And so God, from this place, I pray that you would begin to birth in the hearts of people servant leadership, the understanding of the, the biblical concept of serving others. And as we serve others, we want to be the best person that we possibly can be. So God, as you grow people in this room into the areas that you want to place them in, Father, I pray that we would always be open and ready to receive all that you have from you. So God, I pray that this would be a great blessing, the Global Leadership Summit. I pray for it, God, in our community, that we could influence great leaders in our community and all of the people in congregations of churches across this region and even anyone that is willing to come. God, that we could pour into their lives so that you could continue to move in a powerful way across our region. And we pray these things in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Amen. If you'd like to sign up for the Global Leadership Summit, you can fill out that piece of paper and you can go online. If you have any questions or if you'd like to sign up today, there are going to be a couple people at the information booth uh, this morning if you'd like to talk to a real-life person instead of the Internet. That'd be great. Lord, bless you guys. Lead diligently.